My name is Dr. Tram Jones, and since 2019, my wife and I have been living in Haiti. This is the story of our life there and the patients we've seen. In the United States, the first question we ask a new person is nearly inevitable. What do you do for a living? Are you a lawyer, a mechanic, a doctor, maybe a pastor? These things tell us a lot about the other person. But outside of what it tells us about them, there are a lot of assumptions with this question. There is the assumption that the other person would have a steady job, but also that they would have a single job and not multiple. Haiti, as you can imagine with most things, is quite different. The work environment is worlds away from the United States. Six months into living in Haiti, I tried a little experiment. Every time I had gone to rural communities, I had brought survey questions that I would ask at the same time that I was seeing patients. It gave me valuable insight into things such as where people lived, how long they had to walk to come to a clinic, if their children went to school, if the women were interested in birth control. On this particular week, my goal was a little more ambitious. I wanted to learn the average household income in these poor mountain areas. With each patient, my goal was to ask how much they made in an average week. My plan was then to multiply this by 52 and get a yearly income. I could then compare this to the national averages to see how the area broke down. And it sounded very simple. But how naive I was. Without question, this was the biggest failure in my year of surveying. I didn't have a single patient who was able to give me a figure, even a wrong one. And the problem is obvious once you live here. In Haiti, everyone outside of the wealthy 10% is just trying to get by. And by that, I mean that they work a myriad of angles to try to earn enough money to survive. The average conversation went like this. How much do you make in a week? They would respond, I don't know, I guess it depends on the week. But on average, it really depends. It could be anything. Okay, well, tell me what you do to make money. Well, I have a field where I plant corn and then I sell it in the market when I harvest it. At other times, I'll take a tap-tap into Port-au-Prince to work some construction, and that can give me some extra income. My wife usually stays with the children, but every once in a while, She'll have something to sell and will go into the city to work the markets. And I would respond, so from all of that, about how much would you make? Well, it depends on the corn harvest and what my wife is selling. I really couldn't tell you. All day, I had the same conversation, over and over again. It depends. I don't know. And it taught me about life in Haiti. Consistency of a job is not the reality for Haitians. And this has a lot of implications. The off-quoted unemployment rate for Haiti is 70%. If your definition of a job is any money-making activity, I would say this is grossly untrue. Because if it was, 70% of the population would die of starvation. There is no social safety net, so if you want to eat, you had better find some way to make a living. There is no functioning Medicaid, no food stamps. However, if you went by the American definition of a job with a W-2 and steady hours, well, certainly the percentage is abysmally low. But are people trying to make money? You bet. Many Haitians will work with the best opportunity that comes their way. Women frequently work as merchants. They will purchase bread or another good wholesale in the morning, and then all day they'll walk the streets trying to sell it for a few cents profit. You can find almost anything in this way. There are even women that have a basket full of antibiotics or blood pressure medications, and you can go up and purchase them. It's like a moving pharmacy of medicines of questionable quality. Almost all men plant some crops in their spare time if they own land, but they will also reach for any other opportunity. Every hundred feet along the road, there is usually a person called a rubber man who will repair tires. 
about the same distance, there's usually someone with 5 to 10 gallons of gasoline to fill up people who have run out. Every 200 feet, there are men who own a motorcycle and will charge a few dollars to passersby who need a ride. If there's a major construction job in a neighborhood, usually the men of the neighborhood will work there for a few extra dollars. We are currently building a new wing at the clinic, and we have hired almost exclusively people that live close to us. As an aside, this has helped us keep our project on track. With protests and kidnappings, it is difficult for people to get around the city. If we had a construction firm from downtown Port-au-Prince, or even worse, an American company, we would never finish in the current environment. But if every worker lives on the same side street, nothing can stop us from working. My primary point, though, is that everyone is hustling, doing whatever they can to get by. But more than just making it difficult to obtain statistics, this form of an economy throws up a lot of roadblocks for families that want to grow. When your income is sporadic and unpredictable, it is impossible to plan. For myself, particularly when I lived in the U.S., I could look at any number of websites on my income and savings and predict out the next 35 years of my life. This helped me to plan when I would buy a house, when we could afford children, or when I could retire. In Haiti, people can have plans, but there is so much uncertainty that it's almost a fool's errand to plan too much. How can a family save for the future when they have no idea of what their income will be tomorrow? This also leads to the family sharing model that exists in Haitian society. Because income can be quite sporadic, families share amongst themselves. When one member does well, he shares with the others, and vice versa. This helps to smooth out the ups and downs. The Haitian government theoretically provides social security for retirement. But in reality, this is not robust, and very few Haitians can actually receive any help whatsoever. Being unable to predict your future makes it difficult to save to retire. And so, like in many areas of the world, retirement looks like relying on your family members to help you when you're not able to work anymore. Most grandparents live with their children. One of our friend's mothers stays on the couch in the living room ever since a stroke immobilized her. She's just part of the family. The irregular income causes great demand for even low-paying jobs that provide a consistent income. For example, a factory job which pays just $5 a day working 12 hours might be coveted because the money comes in every month. And now, I'm not saying this is a lot of money and I wish it was possible that it were more, but in the environment, it can mean that you can plan out your expenses and hopefully climb out of subsistence living. And I think it begs the question a little bit, what level of incomes do average Haitians want? I generally find that if you talk to a poor Haitian, they would be happy if they had sufficient income to pay for two to three meals a day, a place to stay, school fees for their children, and money for the occasional clinic visit if they get sick. The average Haitian poor is not asking for a lot, just the dignity of the basics. If we go by macro figures, Haiti's gross domestic product per capita is around $750 per year. Now, this is the average amount produced by each citizen, and it's likely a little higher than the reality because there are a small amount of people who earn a lot of money in Haiti. But either way, it's about the closest estimate we can get to income. This $750 per year of approximate earning compares with around $8,200 for our neighbor, the Dominican Republic, and $65,000 per year in the United States. Put another way, this means that one Dominican working for a day makes the same as 11 Haitians working for one day. One might be tempted to think that Haitians are not willing to put in the effort to improve their situation, but I can say that by and large, I don't see this. I really do not. I find that Haitians will hustle and work to do anything to get by. 
they have no choice. I talked with a friend of mine whose family owns a factory, and he told me that on holidays, there's always a surplus of tireless workers who want to earn a little extra. 12-hour weekend shifts are similarly always filled. The problem is not the willingness of Haitians to work. The problem is a lack of steady jobs. To a man, almost every Haitian wants to see more businesses and work in the country. But there are many, many challenges to getting to that point. Over the past three years, we have been moving in the wrong direction, with large swaths of companies closing their doors. From security to poorly functioning ports to lack of roads and electricity, it is really hard to run a business in Haiti without political connections. And most of these macro issues are related to an enfeebled central government. Ultimately, though, these countrywide problems lead to a lack of opportunities for the average Haitian. So when we think about employment in Haiti, the situation is complex. Almost everyone is working in some form or fashion. No one is sitting on their bottom waiting for work to come to them. Again, if they did this, they would be in danger of starvation. Haitians and those who support them want to see a Haiti where work and businesses flourish. But for now, until things change, Haitians will continue to work as hard as they can to provide for themselves and their families through whatever means necessary. Thank you for listening. Every Wednesday morning, we publish a new narrative from life here. We would like you to know that we are simply telling stories as we have seen them in Haiti. But Haiti is a fascinating country with a fascinating history. And there are many Haitian voices that can tell the story of Haiti in all its facets, and we encourage you to seek them out. As we made this episode, some names have been changed to protect confidentiality. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends or give us a rating wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you and God bless.